0: Hey, church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now, here's today's message from Pastor JP. Well, good morning, Oasis Church Chicago. What a joy to be together this morning. Hey, first and foremost, I just wanna say Merry Christmas to each and every single one of you that are watching and joining with us today. Uh, Rach and I hope that your Christmas was blessed, that you had an incredible time with family or friends or whoever you found yourself to be with this year. We know that it might've looked a little different for some people, but regardless, we were praying and believing and hoping that you just had a blessed time of refreshment and time with family and we're just blessed by the presence. What, what an incredible season that we just walked through as a church uh, in our Advent series, His Heaven on Earth. Uh, I hope and pray also that you were encouraged, you were built up, you were strengthened by those messages, by those devotions. A big shout and thanks to all of our pastors that that preached and, and taught during those weeks. Uh, what incredible messages! And I, and I put, pray and hope that those continue to ring true in your spirit, in your in your weeks, in your your months, in your year ahead. This morning, as we close out uh, this year, what a, what a crazy year! What a, what a what I feel personally that it has gone very quickly with so much that has happened in it. But as we close out this year. I wanna take us through a, a passage of scripture that the, the Holy Spirit placed on my heart that I believe is gonna to minister to us and, and help us um, and, and continue to move us in the direction that He has called us to be as His people. Um, what a year though it's been. But first and foremost, I do wanna say thanks be to God for all the incredible things that He has done this year. I hope there is some level of rejoicing and, and praise that you can find. I hope it's not really hard to find even in the midst of all that we've seen. But God has been good to us. I know God has been good to, to so many people. He's been moving and speaking and equipping and changing and transforming so many people. And I'm super grateful for that. And so I want to just say praise be to God. But I also know on the same in the same breath, there's great things to rejoice and to be thankful for. He also is moving and equipping and challenging and growing us to take some steps forward as people, as individuals, as the body, and as His church in a direction in a way that that is is, is completely from His Spirit and Him alone. And so I wanna talk about today. I I wanna talk about how we as believers build our lives on the firm foundation. So I put a title to this message this morning, and I know it's not a great post-Christmas title, but we're going to get there. There's hope um, in this message, I I truly believe, but we put a title to this calling, Assessing the Damage. Assessing the Damage. I'm gonna be reading out of the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter seven, verses 24 through 27. So go ahead and grab your Bibles, pull up your phone. If you're watching this on your phone, just follow along on the screen, it's gonna be up there. But I want you guys to maybe highlight this, mark this passage of scripture. We've known this, if you've grown up in the church, you know this this story, this, this parable that Jesus is talking. Um, but I wanna read it, Matthew seven, verses 24. Jesus is speaking on the Sermon on the Mount, and it says this, everyone then, who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Father, right now in your name, we just thank you first and foremost for for all that you've done this year. In the midst of everything we've seen with our natural eyes, we know, Father, that you have worked supernaturally in and among us through the trials, through the pain, through the storms of this life, you you are still good. And that is our, our cry today, you are good. But right now in this moment, in your son's name, by the Holy Spirit's power, would you speak to us? As we go and look ahead to this next year, to this new year, this new beginning, this new season, I pray, Holy Spirit, you would not uh, keep us from assessing our lives and looking at what has happened over the course of this year in our hearts, in our souls, in our minds, in our entire beings, so would you help us? Would you, your words speak to us? Would you grow us and mold us and shape us to be more like you, to be the people you've called us to be? We bless you and we honor you and we thank you and we ask this all in Jesus' name, amen. So what's happening here in Matthew seven, Jesus is giving his most famous speech, his most profound, meaningful, uh, clear, cohesive teaching of the kingdom of heaven on the Sermon on the Mount. He's, he's, he's talking about um, how the kingdom operates, what, what how we live as people that now follow him and, and, and give our lives to him. He talks on a bunch of different topics during this time. He talks about the Beatitudes that you see there in the beginning, the, the 10 Commandments, being salt and light to the earth, salt and life to, to, to the city. Uh, he talks about anger and lust and divorce, loving your enemies. Jesus is giving this an incredible teaching to people. He continues to talk about giving to the poor prayer, the power of fasting, how anxiety doesn't have a place in the kingdom, judging others, bearing fruit. So, so, so Jesus is there and he's giving this lengthy sermon and then he goes into, at the end of this, this sermon, an incredible parable that we just read. And he talks about two different people. He talks about how, how uh, this analogy and this story of, of, uh, of how there's, there's this call to true disciples, that as the disciples of Jesus, you are going to find yourself in one of two camps. That not only just disciples of Jesus, but humanity as a whole, human beings as a whole, are gonna find themselves in one of two camps. And so we want to look at this today. We want to discover this today. We want this to teach us and and minister to our hearts today. Jesus, in this passage of scripture, he lays out that every single bit of foundations that are laid in our lives apart from him, apart from his words, will be exposed by the storms of this life that no matter who you are in this time, or if you read this, you're, you're either the one that builds on the rock or builds on the sand, or it, no matter if you're, you're a believer or not, we all are gonna come to, to the realization and the reality check that at the end of the day, those things that we have built on the not on His word and not on Him will be exposed by the storms that come up against our lives. And so no matter where you're at today, right, we've all been through 2020 right, 2020, here's the end message, right, where, and I know this is probably like, Pastor, we've heard you talk about this year. It's the day and age we live in. But here in this last Sunday of 2020, the question has to be asked once again, how has this storm or the storms of this year impacted your foundation, my foundation? How has it exposed what we have built our lives on? I think it's a moment just to assess, a moment to look back as we look ahead, right? But to look back and, and wonder, man, what have we built our lives on? What have we said as our foundations and in the end watched as storms have come, as storms have raged, as, as things have happened? How strong is our foundation in our lives, right? We all know the year. I don't have to go through every mile marker. I was on the internet and I went through 2020 review and it was a long list of all the massive moments that have happened in this year, right? We all started off this year with the joy and excitement of 2020 vision. It's going to be the best year. It's going to be my year. I can't believe how many people would say that. I, I was excited for 2020 as we dove into this concept of family and began to teach it and talk about it. But, but as this year moved from January into February, no one expected this year to turn out this way we we not only experienced covid which is still among us and happening where it shut down everything in one moment things began to shut down businesses uh uh, schools uh, uh colleges um Every sports teams, arenas, everything began to shut down because of COVID. But not only just COVID, and the, and not just shutting down, but we saw loss of life happen, and people losing their lives to this to this disease and and this virus. And and we've seen not only that, but we've seen wildfires right across uh, California, across the globe. We've seen hurricanes and storms hit in levels that we've never seen before. I, I, I re- was reading in this article, and I remember just the the explosion in Beirut. How many of you remember that 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 massive explosion? Uh, there in Beirut that happened in this year. I I thought actually it happened a year ago, but it happened in 2020. We saw job loss. We saw uh, high unemployment rates across our own city. We saw stats of anxiety and drug abuse, alcohol consumption, all these things on the rise like never before. We even heard last week uh, Brother Nick talk about uh, just the level of anxiety that is in people, young and old today more than ever. We watched as police brutality and murder and civil unrest was inf- unfolding right there on our screens, on our phones, and on our TVs. We saw riots and destructions and fights in the middle of the streets like never before have we ever seen anything like this in our day and age. We saw Zoom graduations and Zoom baby showers and Zoom weddings. We've all been Zoomed out this year. I know I have, right? We've, we've watched as this year has unfolded for an election year that was tumultuous and crazy and the divide in our country, the divide in the church like never before. We saw the church exposed. We saw, I've watched as God has been revealing things in the church and I'm not saying this is not even in our house, we're gonna get there, but like things in our own house that, that God has exposed and revealed and shown us the quote unquote, the dysfunction within the church. That in this year alone, we have watched as the storms have come. We've had ups and downs, good and bad, dark, and moments light. We didn't expect this. For some, and for me even in parts, we weren't ready for this. This isn't something that we ever thought could happen, but we all experienced the storm. And I would say the storm that Jesus is talking about there in Matthew 7, a storm where it's gonna come and the foundations of our lives are going to matter. Because when these types of storms come, you're gonna be able to stand with what type of foundation you built your life on. The foundations of our world, our country, our city, our church, our homes, our marriages, they've all been exposed this year. And I don't wanna say this and just kind of beat us with the same information and say like, man, are you?" no, I wanna also say this at the forefront, like if we have breath, if you have breath in your lungs right now, Jesus is still calling. He's still got mercy available to us. And he wants to not only just say, hey, I wanna expose stuff in your life, but ultimately the exposure is to heal. And that's what's incredible about this morning. I just wanna make sure that's very clear at the forefront that, that he's calling us in this moment, as you're watching this, as you're hearing these words, he's calling us and saying, man, are there some cracks? Are there some broken foundations, even right now at the end of this year, that I need to heal? And so this is good news in that moment. This is good news for me because I, I know personally there's been cracks, there's been some things in my foundations that that I've looked at this year and said, man, Jesus healed, touch, move. Because the storms have come. But church, the storms are gonna continue to come. Jesus promises us this in this passage of scripture, I wanna jump in and just, dissect this passage of scripture a little bit. As we're looking ahead to this new year, I've made jokes about it in some some prayer meetings and some different things where we just think that 2021 is gonna hit and everything's gonna be utopia again and rainbows and butterflies and nothing that we experience in 2020 is gonna happen in 2021. Well, we're mistaken. The storms are gonna come and Jesus shows us that first and foremost, the storms will come for everyone regardless of the year. The storms are gonna come for everyone. As we look to our foundations, as we look to the things we've built our lives on, we also have to be aware that there are gonna be the storms of life that are gonna come against us. No one is immune to storms. I don't care how close you are to the Father, how much you love the Father, we are all going to experience storms. Every single one of us is gonna face them. And the wind and the rain and the waves that Jesus talks about, these are physical realities for people in that day and age. But but what Jesus is talking about is not just to give us these physical analogies that the hurricanes might come, the, the 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 tornadoes might hit. No, he's saying, hey, the wind, the the rain, the waves. These are pointing to a spiritual reality that things are going to come and things are going to test the foundation of which you put your life on. He's conveying that these external forces of nature are going to test the things that you have built your and what I have built our lives on. The storms are going to come for all of us. Given the vagueness, this metaphor that Jesus is talking about, he's not speaking to anything specific. He's speaking to all these different areas in people's lives, in our lives that will cause us to have moments of experiencing storms. The crumbling of a business, the, the marriage that's, that's on the brink of disaster, the relationships that are being broken, the, the addictions that no one knows about, the inability to get off your phone, <laughs> right? These things that are happening, storms are going to come for all of us. And Jesus says this in the midst of the, at the end of this teaching of this incredible ways of the kingdom, he's gonna say, hey, listen, there will be storms. There will be trials. There will be pain. There will be uh, things that feel uncomfortable and make you feel like you're in the thing that nobody else is going through and you feel alone and abandoned. These things are going to come. He's not dismissing trials and pains from the life of a believer. He's actually saying you will face this stuff. This stuff will come. Jesus is not shocked by what has happened this year. He is not surprised by what has come up against us. He's just given us the heads up that, hey, you're gonna gonna go through some storms. You're gonna go through some stuff. And And if some of you here in this moment haven't really experienced maybe the pain and the loss and the things that have happened to others in 2020, I don't wanna discourage you, but you will face something at some time. I will face something that looks different from somebody else in my life but I will guarantee you face storms. I will face trials. I will face uncertainty. I will face these things. And what Jesus is saying is in the midst of knowing that we're gonna face this stuff, there's hope that if you hold on to His word and if you hold on to Him, that will be the thing that will carry through the storm. That will be the thing that will help you build the foundations because the storms are gonna come. The winds are gonna come. The waves are gonna come crashing and we're all gonna experience and encounter life in different ways. And so that's a that's a that's that's not a promise from God. That's just a word that He says it's going to happen. The storms are gonna come for us. We've seen it. And we're gonna to continue to see it. But what Jesus makes it clear is that when the storms come, you're gonna find yourself in one of two camps. You're gonna find yourself to be a builder of one thing or another where you're gonna either build your house on the rock or your house on the sand. Because the reality for all of us today is this, is we all have to build a house, which is my second point. We all have to build a house. This is crucial for us to get, that we all have to build. Jesus' parable shows that there are two different people. Those that will choose to listen to his words and build on the firm foundation on the rock. Those that will hear his words and not listen and will build on the sand. Jesus doesn't give a third category for the people that just want to sit back and view either one. He's saying, you're going to find yourself as a human being in one of two camps. And so he's saying, hey, storms are coming. They're they're going to happen. Who will you be? And what type of builder will you be? Will you build your life on the rock or on the sand? He's not saying, hey, there's another option. He's saying you have to today make the conscious understanding and awareness that there is only two ways to build and we're all gonna be builders of a house. He's saying you are going to build, period. So what you build on matters, right? Right, like like he's saying, hey, what you give your attention to is what you build your life on. What you find to be valuable the most valuable thing in your life will be what you build your life on. What you choose to give your attention to will be what you build your life on. What you choose to worship will be what you build your life on. What you have chosen, what I have chosen in this year, um, maybe that has been exposed about what I've put all of my value in that has been gone in one second has been the thing that I've built my life on right like he's saying he's saying to the person to the deepest parts of our hearts to the deepest parts of our souls and our minds saying hey like you're going to build your life on something and it's a call it's an invitation from Jesus that i hope like you build it on the rock you build it on my words but but guys like the truth of this year is you're setting goals i know some of you love new years and you set these goals and you set these grand ideas it's all good don't don't stop doing that but like we set these things and these these hopes and these these dreams and we lay it out there and Jesus is saying, like, hold hold on, pause. Maybe the goal, maybe the thing that more than ever we need to look at is what are we building on? Is it on Jesus and His grace and mercy and words of hope, His words of life, His words of conviction, His words of truth? Are we building on ourselves? Because you're going to be one of two people in one of two camps. You're going to build for Him or you're going to build for yourself? And what we choose to build on reveals where our trust is at and who our trust is in. Jesus says that you're gonna be formed and shaped to the core by the things you build your life on. This is a simple parable that we've all heard if you've grown up in the church. I, I I actually read it to my son not too long ago, but I don't think we understand the magnitude of what Jesus is getting at. He's saying to these people in this moment, you are going to build your life on something. And in his words, You cannot choose one or have both. You cannot have one foot on the foundation of the rock and one foot on the foundation of the sand. It's all or nothing in either camp. He's saying this, and He's saying to them, the storms are coming, guys. You're going to face storms. You're going to face the things of life. We're not just done with storms in our life because 2020 is about to be over. We're going to face more things. We're going to face new things. We're going to face things that might be even greater than ever before. Church, we, we, we've we been told that we're going to face things as believers that, 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 that are going to be hard, and we might face persecutions and trials, and, and that's going to happen. But man, like, like, are we facing these things on the foundation of sand? Are we facing these things as peca- if building on the rock of the firm foundation of Jesus it's not a a thing for us to just guess if this is going to happen or guess if we have to build we have to build a house we are going to build a house simply being human we are going to build a house and Jesus' word is saying what will you build your life on There's no escape. There's no hatch that you can pull a lever and get out of this scenario. Jesus is saying, he's like, yo, this is it. This is how this thing works. Storms are coming. You're going to build your life on one of two things. And he's calling us. He's saying to us. He's inviting us, saying, hey, like, I want you to build on me. Some of you, this is resonating this morning. You're hearing this. And as much as you've heard this year, it's finally clicking like, man, I've I've built my life on the, the idol of my job. I've built my life on the idol of, My family, I've built my life on, on sports. People were rejoicing in the streets when the NFL came back. Like, like it was the, it was the thing that finally we now have peace and contentment. Like, like we we're we're, you're sitting there thinking, man, I've built my life on all these different things. The exposures of our foundations, the cracks in our foundations are coming to surface. Not so that they can just be left as cracks or destroyed foundations, but because Jesus has a place and a call for us right now to heal us. Storms are gonna come, you're gonna build a house. There's no way out of it. What house you build matters. And Jesus gives us the instruction. The last thing I wanna close with today is that there's only one way to build. There's only one way to build. Jesus is not presenting Himself in His life as an option, but as the only option. It's the only option. That is it. Well that's a very pompous thing to say, Jesus. Like how how can you say this? He is God incarnated, he came. As the son of God, he is teaching. He is, he's, he's equipping. He's giving authority in this moment. This passage continues where it says at the end of, uh, of this passage in Matthew that, that he taught with authority unlike any other teacher during that time. He is teaching as the teacher. He is teaching as the one that created us, as the one that has put us on this earth. Like he is the one that is teaching with all full authority saying, like, I am only, I'm the only option, period to build a house that is gonna have a firm foundation. The comparison that Jesus makes is that you're gonna either be a wise builder or a foolish builder. The wise will choose Jesus. The foolish will choose self, will choose the world, will choose the things that this world has to offer, will choose to continue to go and choose to build their lives on those things. Some of you are tired, some of you are fatigued, some of you are at the point of no, I can't take one more thing. The question I have for you today at the end of this thing is what are you building your life on? And I'm not saying there's not seasons of tiredness and man, I'm worn down, I just, I need some breathing air. Like that's okay, but when there's been a habitual cycle of tiredness and fatigue, what's your foundation like? Is your foundation sinking? Is your foundation just taking hits and cracking and cracking and you're seeing life crumble before because you've chosen to choose your own way of building? A.W. Tozer says it best. He says, the reason why so many are still troubled, still seeking, still making little forward progress in this faith is because they haven't yet come to the end of themselves. They haven't come to the end of themselves. They're still trying to, to give orders and interfering with God's work within them. Like like some of us, right? There's two houses, there's one of two ways. There's the wise or the foolish. Some of us still think we're building our lives on God, but all it is exposing us in this year is actually we've just been building our lives on ourselves. And as these things keep crumbling, as these things keep happening, we're going, where are you, God? And Jesus is saying, I'm here, but I'm telling you to build this thing on me. Enough's enough. Enough playing the game, enough putting one foot in and one foot out, enough's enough. These storms of this year have shown how quickly life can end, how quickly things can come and go. It is the call from Jesus today to say, it is now the call to build on me. The wise things of God are foolishness to this world. You may not be liked, you may not be understood, but I know certainly in my life, I have known what it feels like to build my life on the sand. (laughs) not just as an unsaved person, even at moments as a saved believer in Jesus Christ, where I've chosen to choose the things that I think God has called me to and God has never called me to. And I've wondered as I've watched this thing fall apart, going, man, like what is happening? And I've come back because of the kindness and mercy of Jesus and the conviction of the Holy Spirit, going, man, I, I thought I was building something really good, but all along it wasn't your heart. It wasn't the foundation that I needed to build on. Jesus is not concerned with what you build. I mean, let me say that. Jesus is not concerned with what you build. He's not concerned with how big your business grows or how creative you become or how influential you become or how great your platform is. He's not opposed to that stuff. We believe in this church. Be creative, be intelligent, be a leader in your workspace, do all that. Jesus, though, is not concerned with how big you build something. He's concerned with how you built it and who you built it with. He's here today going, at the end of this year, stop setting goals for 2021 that that aren't attached to me. Stop building on foundations that I'm not in. He wants us to go, he wants us to lead, but he's saying, build with me on my foundation first and foremost. And Jesus is saying the wise man, the one that comes to build his house on the firm foundation will listen to the words of me and do them. And do them. It is a call for us as a church, it is a call for us as believers to no longer just hear a really good message, shut it off and go do our own stuff. <laughs> it's no longer that. It's no longer a call for you to just open up your Bible and read five minutes and say, okay, that was really good and close and disregard everything that was said or X out things that don't you don't like or I don't like or take a black market. It's no longer that. The call is Jesus is saying, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to follow me, if you want to build your life on the firm foundation, you hear my words, you listen to them, and you do them. You do them. Listening and doing his words will cultivate the type of life that will be able to withstand the inevitable storms. Hearing his words and doing them will build you to be people, will build me to be a person that will be able to withstand the storms that are still ahead for us in our lives. That's my hope in all this is saying people, I'm I'm tired as as a pastor, I don't wanna see people falling to the wayside any longer because foundations are cracked and they're not allowing the Holy Spirit to heal them and to touch them. Jesus is saying, you follow my words, you listen to my words, and you do the words that I've told you to do. He invites us to join a completely different way of life because Jesus is the only way to life. A wise builder or a foolish builder, who will you be today? Hope and pray that we will find ourselves saying, I don't know how to do this perfectly. Jesus never called for that. I don't know how this would work. The Holy Spirit wants to help us to be people that say, this foundation of Jesus, this is all I can bank on. This is all I know to be true. I've watched as things have crumbled and fallen. I've watched as things have been destroyed. I've watched this year go flash before my eyes in this moment and man, I want a foundation that will never be shaken. I want the firm foundation of Jesus. The invitation today is that, that He wants to build your life on the rock. He wants to build your marriage on the rock. He wants to build your relationships on the rock. He wants to build your kids on the rock. He wants to build you and everything about you on the firm foundation of Jesus today. Because the world will say apart uh, the illusion of life apart from the storm is that you're actually wise. No, 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 wise people know how to handle storms. And I know where we're going as a church is where God's calling us is to be people that withstand the storms because our feet are secure on the rock of Jesus. So I want you to just take a moment right now. I want you to close your eyes, bow your heads, you can keep your eyes open, whatever posture you cared this morning. I want you to just take a moment and say, man, have I built some parts of my life on a foundation that is not of you, Jesus? And if so, the invitation today is not condemnation or guilt or shame, it's a call to heal, it's a call to to restore, it's a call to rebuild with Him. I want you to take a moment and maybe there's absolutely destroyed, crumbled foundations. The Holy Spirit wants to do the same thing. He's calling you. He's leading you, he's drawing you back to the Father's heart to rebuild a completely brand new foundation of your life where you don't have to be tossed and back and forth by the winds and the waves of this life, enough storms, but you can walk confidently, you can stand assured that Jesus is for you. The invitation in Matthew 11 is, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. Right now in this moment, if you have cracks, if you all know, we all know, The Holy Spirit's revealing it, don't reject it, just take it and let him him show it. And let him just heal and mend and build you back up and build a foundation that's beneath you that is so strong that you will be equipped for every good thing that he has called us and you to do. So Father, right now in your name, we just ask that you would heal, every part of our lives that do not bring you glory, that we have not rooted ourselves in you. We say sorry, we say forgive us, but we ask out of your kindness and out of your abundance of grace, would you place our lives back on the firm foundation of you and you alone? Jesus, we receive your words and more than receiving them, we trust in them and we hope in them and we wanna live by them. So we ask that you would make us a people, make us homes, make us families that would be able to withstand any storm because we are rooted and built on the foundation of you. All other ground is sinking sand, oh God. And we acknowledge that today. We recognize that today. We see that today. And we thank you though that you are calling us to be people that are standing strong on and in you, Jesus. So I pray as people go into this new year, as a time of celebration and anticipation for what is ahead, I pray that we would be people that build our lives on the rock. That every decision we make, every, every turn that we make, it would be decisions and turns that, would be led, that are led by you and your spirit. That we would no longer be satisfied to be people that build our lives on the sand, but we would be people that desire to build our lives on the rock. And so we trust you to lead us, to guide us, to direct us into all truth and to help us to be the people you've called us to be. So I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you for their lives. I thank you that you're working in them and that you're continuing to equip and mold us to be the people you've called us to be. We bless you today, Jesus. And I bless my brothers and sisters wherever they are at today. And we thank you and we ask us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Church, I wanna just remind you, as you heard earlier in the church news that we have a special month ahead of us. We have what is called here at Oasis now our entire vision month. And so I know, I know you watched that. If you didn't catch it, go back into the church news, check out that video. But I wanna encourage you, church, to join us each and every week. If you call this place home, join us through the month of January whether it's online or we're back in person, whatever the case may be, be intentional to jump in. As a church, we believe and know that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to us, speaking to Rachel and I, to our pastoral team, to our executive team saying, over these last nine months, we have looked across the foundation of our house and said, we need to repair some things. There are some things that we need to build better. And we wanna join with you and each other and say, man, we wanna to come together and hear what God has been doing, what God has been speaking and where God is leading us as a church body. Church, I'm excited, I'm grateful. Just a snapshot, a quick, a quick preview. I believe we're replanting our church in a lot of ways. We're replanting Oasis Church Chicago to do what God has called us to do in a way that He has called us to do it. And so, church, we love you. We hope that you have a safe and healthy and happy new year. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday, January 3rd for what God's gonna do and how God's gonna speak to us as his body. God bless you, we love you, we're praying for you. Have an incredible week. We'll see you soon.